0: welcome back ladies and gentlemen to bell to bell with bobby blaze the professional wrestling talk show with dick and fart jokes i am your host professor jeremy Vilmer, and joining us now is arn anderson's favorite enhancement talent double b bobby
1: blaze and i'm the lucky pierre the (laughs) anti-mom It's Bobby Blaze, the anti the day. Oh no, look at me It's Double B, baby It's good to be back with you, professor um, I don't man. even know where that came from, man uh, It came from uh, France, I'm pretty sure Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, man, no, it's good to be back We got uh, today's uh, top ten big men in pro wrestling I think people are going to love our list We're back to a top ten I don't even think we have any um, I was going to drop an F-bomb in there But I, didn't, I caught myself for some reason I don't think we have any honorable mentions We might talk about a few people, but we uh, we legitimately have a top ten that we uh, pretty much agreed on, and mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of suited for our our audience. Yeah. So um, yeah, I know we got some house cleaning to take care of first, but uh, yeah, good show we got lined up today. Yeah,
0: this should be this should be a fun one. It's not really well. We've talked about some of these people. We've never talked about them specifically in this in this part of the field. You know. Right. So it Should be right. fun. Yeah. Um, well, let's um, let's start off with a big uh, let's give a big shout out to Casey King for coming on.
1: Yes, thank you, Casey. Uh, well, I'll be it's Casey King. Thanks for coming on, Casey. Mm -hmm. Uh, stick with your rehab buddy, and I hope that knee's on the mend. And um, I saw Casey at the gym Friday and uh, thanked him, of course, and he um. Hope he just uh, keep on mend and get his butt back in the ring because I know he's chomping at the bit to get back in there, man. It's hard when you got an injury, but yeah, thank you, Casey.
0: Yeah, yeah, get so. better, get better soon, Casey. Uh, stick at it. And um, I, I bumped into uh, gentleman Jervis on Twitter last night and said, "Hey, you know, we just had Casey King on and he was singing your praises." And then, so of course, Jervis had nothing but nice things to say about Casey. So,
1: right, right that was cool yeah well they're two nice fellers there i guess yep you know they they're good they're good by spreading kindness and i like that i do like that man yeah. It's like the world's too full of hate sometimes so when you got some good guys like that going around excuse me spreading some kindness that's a good thing to have man oh absolutely
0: so, especially in this day and age i was watching my yeah. mom and one of my dad's sisters fight about politics on facebook last night which uh, by beer three got to be funny but before then it wasn't all that great you know
1: just another reason why i'm not on facebook yep. <laughs> i don't need to see that um, oh man that i don't care that. what beer i'm on i don't need to see that yeah. so um oh okay so we got a news story here you want to break it you want me to us by the time everyone uh, hears the podcast is not most people is going to know about it but if you don't you want to tell them what uh who our hero of the day happens to be well the hero of the day would be al snow bobby yeah. why don't you tell them why well, he saved a young boy from drowning. Apparently, he was uh, being pulled under by a riptide. Al's no solid. Uh, apparently, the lifeguard, from what I read, I think we both read the same article, um, the lifeguard uh, saw it. But Al was there, and he may just uh, instinctively took off to, from where he was at because he knew he could get there and a lifeguard. Guard couldn't at that, that, you know, as quick as Al could. And from what I read, right as he was being getting ready to be sucked back under again, Al grabbed his arm and felt like they both were going to go. And at that point, he pulled him and um, the lifeguard right there, so they. Soon he spun around. I guess uh, he handed him to the lifeguard, and they both got away unharmed and uh, saved this kid's life. You know, mm-hmm. it took place in Florida. Um, I had to double check it because TMZ was the first one to break it. And I mean, how to hell they do that so quick? I don't know to turn around our news. Um, and the other thing was that um, I'm just going ahead and you, we was talking off air there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he. Obviously, he saved a kid's life, which here of the day, and that's great uh, way to go Al Thank you, uh, and I'm sure that kid's parents and and that kid's lucky. But uh, also, yeah. finally, I guess when he got back to the beach, some people recognized him as Al Snow after the fact. Yeah, um, is that correct? Yeah, that, that is. He, yeah, um, yeah.
0: That's that's me. I mean, if, you know, if, if you get caught in a riptide, you just get. You can just get pulled out to the sea and be fucking yeah. lost, and that's it. And there's nothing that can be done. So good thing Al Snow, A, is in the best shape of anybody's fucking life at the age of 58 or however old yeah. he is. Yeah. Um, he probably fucking punched the ocean into submission for a couple
1: seconds. Probably, man. Yeah. fucking guy looks phenomenal right yeah, now. Yeah, he really does.
0: Um, hell, he looks better now than he did when he was a young guy, you know?
1: Yeah, he he knows that, too. Yeah. Shit, he puts the work in, man. That's for damn sure. Yeah. So, um, well, Al's one of the good guys anyway. He's got a great sense of humor, uh, very educated, and, of course, you know, very educated in the wrestling business as well and mm-hmm. successful business, man. But, um, yeah – uh, good frowl and yeah. uh, thankfully this kid you know uh two parents aren't mourning somewhere the loss of their no their child yeah. you know so if what i hear like you said in ripped ties, before you know it man you're at the bottom getting bashed off rocks or you're out the sea and you're fucked yep so that's it anyway um, um but too, speaking of age okay go ahead i'm sorry oh, i was gonna go say go but you
0: know what i did hear about Al uh, about Al Snow back uh back in the day no what's that uh, he loves head <laughs> the, that man. He hit. probably
1: got some. Yeah. Uh, no, no, Bobby. That, mannequin, that, that like. man. That mannequin oh, hit. help me! Yeah, help me! Yeah, help me! Yeah. Help yeah, me, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I saw he posted a picture because I went to his Twitter account there. Uh, the other day was full of, you know, thank yous, Al, and thank yous. And today, apparently, he was at a, I think he was at Lexicon or somewhere, and uh, someone showed up a head on. Of course, I had the mask on the head, and that was a pretty good gimmick, and it had helped me on the mask backwards, you know. So, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, he got, back in the day, love some head. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you're right. Yep. You're right. I was just talking uh, about his
0: gimmick. I, you
1: know. Yeah, I got you. No worries. I, I, I've seen Al Snow since then. Um, I've seen him here just uh, two years ago, I guess, pre-COVID. I saw him in a show. We assigned us some autographs together. But I'd also done Lexicon with them. But many years ago, I hadn't seen him he was in uh, WWE and I was in WW, WCW time we're in Cincinnati we look at each other like hey Bob hey out." you know cross the fucking way we come to each other and we walk right up and he's fucking carrying his head through the airport and uh, I said oh man I'm so happy for your success this nigga Bobby I'm still just out snow I just finally got a gimmick that's working you know and I thought that's so cool you know cause he yeah. was doing the ECW thing and the WWF thing or E thing at the time or whatever and I thought good for him he stayed dream- man you know um and they always has been cool to me about that you know when i do see them yeah so uh good deal yep. good deal all right so i think um i was going somewhere else on that when you said al i think al and i are about the same age like I said about 58 um and speaking of one else 58 i just saw the Hollifield Belfort fight uh I guess Hollifield, Evander Hollifield, like you said, man, might have been one of the baddest, toughest all around. And that fight got stopped in the first round. Um, I know we just wanted to brief this, mention this, because the, the the age is going to be the segue. But, uh, man, I wish he would have um, – I wish he have done like uh, some of these other guys are doing and would have done a, quote, exhibition instead of a match. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, do what Tyson and um, – uh, Roy Jones Jr. did or or something like that, um, just do an exhibition, man, because, you know, um, you know, 58, I just, I don't think you need to be in there taking that kind of punishment you know, at uh, he, he just got whacked really good. And then of course he couldn't respond very well because I saw the last of it. He just, he was barely covering up. He wasn't getting killed, but his arms and form were taking a beat. And fa- if uh, Belfort would have got in another punch, it would have definitely been over. Yeah. Um, and I just, and I just hate that, that, you know, um, cause I think it could have been done better, but I'm not a promoter. I'm not a boxer. I'm just saying as a fan, um, you know, those, uh, uh, Who is it, Logan Paul and the other – Jack Paul, John Paul, whoever oh, the fuck the Paul's is. They don't know how to market their shit. They're getting big buy rates and making some real fucking money off the pay-per-views. Like I said, Tyson and, and Roy Jones Jr., etc. Um, You know, hey, man, that's that's what, that may have been a better route than trying to get a one-time payout, you know, yeah. do an exhibition. Just my opinion. Well, uh, because
0: you, don't, you you don't need to put yourself through getting whacked in the fucking head like that. Yeah. I mean,
1: no, and a training camp you have to do before that. And then again, you're, you know, I would just, do okay. I, I I would just do an exhibition, and I don't care if it's a work or not, because the whole idea is at that point. Yeah, I'm gonna say it, Jeremy start with E. Mm-hmm. People are, just want to be entertained. That's what they're buying those rates. You know, they're fine those guys have found a market, and the uh, Paul guys, and and uh, like I said, some of these other promoters uh, that do these quote exhibitions, even if it's predetermined, man, well, you know what you're getting. Buy it, enjoy it. Don't let fucking a fifty-eight-year-old get out there and get his brains bashed in when there's no need for it when there's other ways, you know. That's all I was getting at. Yeah. And I was bringing up the age factor for another reason, as you know. Yes. Well, and and why was that? Um, September 17th, by the time you hear this podcast, well, you won't actually this podcast will be a couple of days before his birthday. I'd like to wish one James I'll say E Cornett, James M. Cornett, Jim Cornett, you know I'm a Cornette guy. He's got a birthday coming up. He's turning a big 6-0 this year. And uh, for anyone out there that's listening, if you happen to see Jimmy or talk to him on Twitter, tell him, hey, Bobby Blaze, happy birthday. I'm certainly going to myself. I'm a Cornette guy, as you know. And I hope Jimmy has an uh, awesome 60th birthday. I don't know if he'll leave fucking the castle down there if he'll got to eat with everything's going on or if he'll have catering. But anyway, I wish James m Cornette, a fucking happy 60th birthday and with that ta-da there's your uh segue yes well
0: um so you know on tv he's james e Cornette, and that is only because jim barnett's middle name was or middle initial was e because he was james e barnett um for some reason the wrestling promoters love to steal other people's names yeah i I don't know specifically why but man they love to do it
1: (laughs) And you know how long I've known that for? How long? Since you told me before we went on the air. Really? I, I knew he went. I knew his name was, you know, James M. But I didn't know where the James E. came from. No, I didn't. I just figured, okay, there's he put it in the air because, it's, you know, it's a work. Yep. So, James E. So, anyway, happy birthday, Jim Cornette. And, um that's real real cool i think we got one more shout out man if you haven't wrestling fans do yourself a favor gentleman by the name of james from over in england done an interview with me we spent about two and a half hours it's on the youtube channel jeremy will get that address out in just a second he's a real nice young guy man but as jeremy pointed out he's very prepared um James wrote me the other day. I was telling Jeremy off the air, too. That was the other thing. He said he felt like he's run into a uh, Smoky Mountain cycle because someone else from Smoky Mountain had contacted him. And he's going to be doing an interview with them. But uh, we had a really nice conversation, man. Uh, He was very, very prepared for the conversation. And I love the way he promotes it. If you go to YouTube, like I said, Jeremy, will give you the bit here in a minute. But um, he breaks them down and chops them down to like two and three minute uh, parts of the um, before he puts the full hour podcast on there. And I love the way he does that. Now, he does a real clickbaitish. I'll tell you that. It says like, why Bobby Blaze didn't sign with WWF or turn down WWF? but chose WCW. Something like, well, that's real clickbait. There's no secret to it. Once you listen to the video, you hear my, you know, exactly what happened. But um, I appreciate James doing the interview. I appreciate the way he chops them up and puts them on air. And then he releases the full interview like two weeks later. So there's two of them on air. One is the first hour and the second one is like an hour and a half of, of our three-hour conversation. Um, and there's name associations and just yeah, just a real fun interview and a real nice uh, uh Real nice guy, man. Real nice guy from over in England. So what's his YouTube channel, Jeremy? You got oh, that? His YouTube ch- yeah, I just of course I just close it for some damn reason. Hang on. Oh, okay. Uh yeah, it's you go to
0: you know youtube.com slash C like Charlie slash W S I Wrestling Shoot Interviews. I was going to go make him a short link on our, because I keep forgetting through our website, we can actually make everybody a short link. Yeah. It's bell -bell dot bellblazecom slash. I just forgot to do it on time.
1: Um, Yeah.
0: So he's in England, huh?
1: Yes. I thought he
0: just had a really weird speech impediment. (laughs)
1: And <laughs> oh. nah, He's English, yeah. so he uh, WSI is what I check on there. Yeah, he's got some good pro. Uh, yeah, he's got some other guys on there too, you know, um, that he's done from Smoky oh. Mountain and other places. You well, know. I
0: haven't. I didn't so. listen to him, but he's got he's got a lot, and he's an author too. I saw that he had a couple books out.
1: Yes, he does. He got yeah. one about the rock, and also one about Owen Hart. So, yeah. um, I think the one on Owen Hart. When we're doing the interview, um, and maybe you know this number, I can't remember, but I think. It's like Owen Hart, I think there was like a, he had a hundred I want I'm gonna throw a number out there. Yeah. Could be like hundred and sixty seven uh ribs that he pulled that he was known for, and that's what the book is. All of Owen's ribs yeah. that um that he had pulled. So that's, anyway, check that out if you get a chance. You know, patronize someone it you know helps us along too. You know what? I'd that that's
0: a fun read. Yeah. yeah, I bet it
1: is. Yeah, he he put over our podcast on the sidelines there when you watch the videos. I like that, but yeah, his books. I'm pretty sure it was a hundred and sixty some or seventy some, and it was all about the ribs because when we were speaking about something. no one's name came up, and he said, "Yeah, I, I don't know. I wrote the book on because he asked me about oh, I, maybe Kurt Hennings ribs or something," and he was talking about Owen's ribs anyway fun conversation, fun interview. And, uh, there'll be another one released, um, this week, Jeremy, I got to kayfabe this, but, um, word will be around by the time you hear this podcast, there'll be another, um, podcast I'll be on. And, um, Big fan of this guy's podcast, and um, looking forward to uh, to uh, this happening. And I like I said, I can't say it right now, but but you'll find out about that soon enough if you follow Twitter. I'm at bobbyblaze 744. Jeremy's at the Geekish Cast, or the joint account at Bell to Bell Blaze on Twitter and on Facebook. And also, if you go to the the website, like Jeremy said, you know, you just go to um, uh, bell to so um check it out there you'll you'll, you'll hear about it yeah so absolutely i've got to keep it under my hat right now jeremy
0: yeah um so. it, it no it's a well first off you've been you've been getting interviewed by people who i am very impressed by the level of professionalism in their interviews i remember a handful of years back like right when i first started podcasting and i'd get on with people and they get your name wrong, didn't know who you were, didn't know shit about your website or your podcast. I just remember all sorts of stuff where you're just like, why do you even have guests? (laughs) You know? You didn't shut up the whole fucking time. You didn't have any questions. You know, you just you didn't follow any questions up with anything. You know, what are you just over here just tugging on my dick until it gets sore and sending me home
1: at this point? Fuck, they at least get you off. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right, one more thing before we jump into the show, Jeremy. Um, okay, so the day is September 12th, and as we know, we just, um, in memorial for 9-11 or nine one one. um, you know, September 11th, uh, 20-year anniversary of that fucking tragedy. Um, I hardly ever will say anything on September 11th about myself because, Uh, You know what took place that day? Horrendous fucking day. Uh, And everyone knows exactly where we're at uh, at any given time uh, uh, during our life. If you're 20 years or older, you know, over 20 years old, you fucking know. Mm -hmm. So um, September 11th, 1988, 33 years ago, I had my debut match in Hayside, Virginia against rick Newsom, so uh, 33 years ago i had my first professional wrestling match and um as i thought about that like i said i hardly ever bring it up on 9-1-1 um so I'll bring it up today. And of course, by the time this thing comes out in a couple more days, uh, you know, we, we've given us some respect that deserved. but during that time, of course, um, obviously I didn't wrestle those entire 33 years, but I've been involved in a business to some extent, you know, during that time. And, um, man, just have met like yourself, uh, so many good people, so many cool people from around the world, got to travel around the world, um, all because I was pursuing a, a that's what I wanted to do and wanted to be when I grew up, you know, and of course, um, I've kind of grown up now, if you will. But uh, anyway, just saying um, thanks to professional wrestling, I got to live my dream. And if there's any aspiring wrestlers out there or young podcasters out there or oldest fuck podcaster like myself out there, um, Jeremy, you might be somewhere between there, but, uh, just saying, uh, keep pursuing your goals and your dreams, man. Um, cause it can happen, uh, get the right promoter. that likes you, uh, you know, get the, uh, get your foot in the door at the right promotion at the right time. A lot of us just, um, uh perseverance and and uh, uh, getting out there and hustle, get your hustle on, man, and um, making it happen. And I've, I've been very fortunate, and I just wanted to thank all the professional wrestling fans out there that I've got to meet through the years and the people that take the time out of their day to listen to our podcast. Thank you very much, I appreciate it, and that's most sincerely from my heart. So uh, thanks for 33 years, and hopefully we'll just keep on clicking from there, man. We'll see what happens. You know, we've got some good stuff happening with this podcast, our website, and uh, we. We'll Keep going, man. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, all right. <clears throat> so sorry about that. I had to clear I'm
1: gonna get a drink of water myself. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Oh. With that said, we got a big man list. We got a top 10 big man list. Um we we done this, we kind of contorted, I think. Uh, I don't know how we we just said, okay, height and um uh, what what I put there? Height and weight, or a combo of both. Strength and work, the athletic ability. Um, big man is kind of relative relative term based on all the above. So there's some people that's not going to be on this list. You're going to say, "Well, I wouldn't." I'll just throw out like a couple Elgante and and giant. Uh, cal- how, how you say it, fucking giant? Call, call uh, it collie giant collie sorry can't read my own writing uh or even big show okay they're all big guys and this dig toward big show because he's a big he's pretty big strong mobile guy we just went with like um our audience uh our work rates as we graded also the ability to fucking move around and be impressive you know in the ring um again um It's just uh, there's some there's some good ones out there right now, but we just we had our fun list and um, let's have some fun with this. And uh, we got some good ones on here. I don't think there's anyone on here that doesn't deserve to be on here. Um, we had a couple, we could have put out their honorable mentions and we just said, nah, let's just go off a straight top 10. Now, if Jeremy changes his mind and throws someone out there, that's fine. I'm just saying, I didn't have any one of preference. I had a couple names written down and, and, um, I think Jeremy groaned and I like moaned and I uh, like, that's that they're not going on. They're not going on a list. Here's our list. So with, with no further ado, Jeremy, start us off with number 10 or say what you got to say. Uh, <laughs>
0: well, number 10 is, uh, Vader vader yeah now, Vader first, time first time i saw him wrestle he was leon the baby bull uh yes now <laughs> i don't know it was verne that gave him that name
1: right i think so because yeah. he just finished up playing for denver broncos and uh, i think the way his hair was cut back and he just the way he was built and he a damn baby bull <laughs> yeah well,
0: yeah you know vader was a Big son of a bitch, but, yes. could, but man, he could move and he could hit you with power moves. And yeah. I don't know because I've never talked to anybody that actually has said, I have to imagine his, his punches were stiff as fuck just because he was so big.
1: Everything I heard, and this nod dig towards his work, but uh, yeah, everything I heard was he was stiff as fuck in a ring. Yeah. I just so, I don't know. I was lucky enough not to uh you know, I didn't wrestle him, didn't do any T V with him, wasn't on any tour with him in Japan or anything. But man, he you know, he's six foot five, four hundred and fifty fucking pounds, man. Yeah. You know, and you even if you pull a punch a little bit uh, and one of those big old fucking bear claws reach out there for those gloves. And I heard those gloves stunk, by the way. Uh, that's uh, I've, I've which, heard a uh, number okay. of people say that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I don't know if it would be worse, getting hit by it or getting a whiff of the smell. I'm not really sure. I'm just saying. You know it would be worse, um, Bobby? Imagine, I'm glad I wasn't.
0: Imagine that glove hits you and there, it splatters like smelling. <laughs> I
1: fucks. knew you were going to say that. Uh no, man. But you know, he worked for New Japan, All Japan, World Wrestling Federation, WCW, uh, had an outstanding career. But mm-hmm. the thing about it was the guy could move, man. That was a thing. Yeah. He he could, you know, hell, you get up on a top rope and do that uh uh Vader Bomb, you know, yeah. and of course, like you said, Brady, uh Baby Bull, Big Bang Vader, Leon White Vader, whatever you call him, man. He just he just a big, strong. Tough son of a gun, man. Yeah. Tough son and of a gun. And how about that
0: helmet he wore on the entrances? The, the, oh, like, yeah.
1: The steam and yeah. all that stuff. That was yeah. cool. sit it down and it... Uh, that part of it was probably the only part of his uh, matches that was a performance was yeah. taking the mask off and letting his steam shoot out of it and rise up as he done his thing. But yeah, the rest of it looked like ah fuck this is this is one big stiff son of a gun. But he was he was really agile. Um, you know he had a um, that moonsault he could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of guys 200 pounds that can't do that. You know this guy's 450 doing it. You know yeah yeah I'm 230 so, I wouldn't try it yeah. Yeah, no, I wouldn't try it at home or away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no I might, way. I might try it at home, but you know, she's really yeah. gonna have to beg. So I guess, yeah. I guess, man, yeah. Then you might hit your head on the ceiling. And if she's laying there with handcuffs on, and you're knocked out wearing a Batman oh, uniform, yeah. and she's laying there in a certain outfit too, yeah. police or ambulance EMTs come, and you found that way, it's like, ah, eh, was it really worth it? No. It's just the moonsault. <laughs> I, I, really, I really don't want to go through that again. Okay, okay. Well, let's move on then. Let's go to number nine. One Man Gang. How about that, man? Oh, uh, yeah. People are going to love our list. That lo- our fans are going to love our list, for the obvious. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, one man gang. He one tough son of a gun too, man. Uh,
0: yeah, this guy. Okay, so when I was first getting into wrestling, a lot of stuff was in syndication. So he saw some older matches and you know things at the same time. So while he was showing up as. What was his name? In
1: now he was Akeem the Dream African yeah, Dream in and WWF. That was Akim. Okay. Yeah. So while he was showing up there as Akim,
0: which was a rip on Dusty Rhodes again, because oh Dusty talks like a black guy, but he was on there. But I think he was also still showing up on the WCCW show as One Man Gang. Yeah, I uh, think but, you're right. But I couldn't quite put it in my head together to decide if they were really the same guy or not at first. I was <laughs> like, <laughs> that well, big tough son of a bitch actually go play that goofy ass character? Am I, am I following this correctly?
1: I remember way right back to the days of Crusher Broomfield, uh, way back when. And um there's another guy, he's six foot nine and four hundred and fifty pounds, man. You know, I mean that it that is a one man gang. Of course, he's billed from um Halsted Street in Chicago as a one man gang. But now as a team You know where he's from, deepest, Deepest, darkest Africa. (laughs) I think we have someone else on this list that uh, held from there as well. Yeah, But, um, yeah, I do remember him as Crusher Broomfield way back in the day, man. Um, And, uh, you know, he's a big guy that could dance. That's, that's, to me, that just um, cracked me up, you know, to put that dream team together, and you're like – You you knew at that point, it's just a gimmick, you know, but man, what a big, strong guy. And he could actually work and move again. That's why he makes the list. Yeah.
0: No, he was, he was a lot of fun to watch. Um,
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and Um, when he was gang, you know, when he was fighting Terry Gordy for like the UWF title and stuff, he looked like a brutal son of a bitch too. And, you know, you got to be able to, well, Bobby, you know this, you got to be able to work a little bit to work with Terry Gordy. So.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. And he, he worked with a lot of good people, too. And he's also managed by Kevin Sullivan, Standor Akbar, uh, Teddy Long, and a couple others on here as well. So uh, we mostly – a lot of our listeners probably remember with as one-man gang, even though we brought up the Akeem thing. Some are younger. I dare say younger. Hell, I don't know. Um, our fans will probably, you know, know Akeem as well. But most of ours are going to probably remember his gang. Don't know him back that far. But, um Yeah. Yeah, now I think uh, Devastation Inc., man. Oh, yeah. Devastation
0: who's, Inc., who's on in that group?
1: I gotta, uh, let's see here. It was in uh, WCCW, uh, Scandar's group, right? Yeah, Skand- uh, Gary Hart, Scandar's Akbar, as well group, as working with Gary Hart in WCCW, Feuded with Devon Eric's team with Rick Rude. There you go. There you go. So, yeah. Oh
0: be. yeah. That's a, that's a great name for a team too. I, I, yeah.
1: Really I
0: like that name. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, for me, I think, I think I remember him best in that period, that one year period in UWF though. Cause I really, yeah. you know, when, when UWF hit syndication and you could watch it, I really liked it. You know? Um, and we didn't get mid South out here obviously, cause we're not mid and we're not South. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay yeah <laughs> all right man should we move on to number eight then might as well because you're speaking about mid-south man but this man was world known of course but who we got next well
0: next we got the big cat Ernie Ladd
1: oh man yes what a man what a tremendous talented guy this guy was um, you know I always uh, he played football at um I think it's Grambling, uh, Grambling States, how you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess he went down on a basketball scholarship is a story. Um, and uh, the coach came through and saw him and another guy um, and said, the football coach rather. And of course that's the, um, I think it's uh, Eddie Robinson, the legendary Eddie Robinson walked through and saw him and another guy in a cafeteria and was like, what what are you doing here, you know? And they said, we War on basketball scholarships. And he goes, what's going to take you to get you on a football team, you know? And they said, well, we're, we're basically starving here, Coach, and um, if you could just get us some food. So I guess he went and got them, story goes, he went and got them a key and gave Ernie Ladd a key to the uh, cafeteria and said, look, anytime you get hungry, you come here and eat, but you're going to play on my football team. And that's how he <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Got um, That's a story at Gremlin State there, how he got to play, uh, being, being a football player, ended up going into the um, uh, San Diego Chargers of the American Football League. Mm-hmm. So he's 6'9", 290 pounds at that point. But, uh, man, you know, just think about that, uh, uh, the talent that guy had to be there on a basketball scholarship – and then a football coach gets you, and you become an All-American and get drafted to NFL. But that time, guys in the NFL, <clears> they <throat> had to find other jobs. Well, he got drafted into the AFL first. AFL, uh, yes. I'm AFL. sorry. You're correct. My bad. I thought it. Anyway, yeah. guys back then, you know, I remember hearing stories. Some of those guys, you know, used car salesmen, insurance salesmen, whiskey uh-huh. uh, uh, salesmen, you know, different jobs in the offseason. But um, guys like Wahoo and a few others started making more money. On the professional wrestling circuit, that he was making on the uh, in the AFL or the NFL, as it later became. Um, so, or the merger, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And before all these big TV contracts and and the big big money that the guys make now, but Ernie Ladd was another one. Man, he starts wrestling. Next thing you know, uh, he's an attraction. People want to see this guy, you know, because he was big. He was strong, he was agile, he had a unique look about him, had a unique voice, he could speak. You know, a lot of guys they don't like to speak. Ernie lad, he did he he let it known he could speak, you know. Um, he used the education he had and the way he spoke, and he understood the business, he understood promotion, he understood getting over. Getting out there and getting over, man, and he stored Starts making money more so in professional wrestling. And also I heard from a very reliable resource Um at, at some point, at that point, around that point, rather, his knees were already pretty much beat up uh, uh, being that big and that tall. People back then, you could chop block an NFL and you know people go for your knees back then Oh yeah. and um, he was he was a victim of that multiple times and that takes a toll on your body and uh, professional wrestling believe it or not became I guess uh, a little bit easier on his body uh, than pro football did because uh, people were working not taking his knees out from under him in a chute you know so um, think about that man I just throw that out there that's why he makes the list earned one of my favorite man well, shut up out there in TV land <laughs> I, I have to figure his height and his weight
0: getting getting smashed into your knee like that is gonna be especially damaging. Because you're yeah. carrying such a heavy goddamn load around all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Speaking of height and weight, okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna take us on to the next uh number seven here. At a lean, mean 217, guess who makes the list, Jeremy? Well, if I was getting a guess, <laughs> I'd say it was the very thin
0: Playboy Buddy Rose.
1: Yes, Six, one. 271. I dare say he bloomed up bigger than 271. Probably more like 317. But he had that shirt that had the lean mean 217. And I tell you what, man, if you haven't ever seen Buddy Rose work, then by God, go in there and look up some footage of him on the. Uh, there was a uh, a two or three minute clip of him the other day on 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 Twitter going around. Man, that guy was doing roll ups and sunset flips and spinning around over the top rope. But that guy. I could fucking work, man. Oh, yeah. And that was that was him just doing TV for New York or you know WWF back in the day. But my God, that guy had actually worked and been a tag team partner uh, up at Doug Summers up there in Portland. He had been around, you know. Oh well, um, well, you
0: know him and Doug Summers were AWA tag champs at one
1: point. Yes. That's where I was going to. Well, I, I'm sorry. I, I was trying to get that. No, I was just yeah. saying I, I, I was going to spit it out, but I couldn't think of it quick enough. I knew it was somewhere beside Portland. Yes. Yeah. AWA. Yes. Thank you.
0: Because uh, yes. Buddy, Buddy Rose used to work. Well, he, Portland, obviously, but he'd come down to San Francisco and L.A. too. So okay. He, he kind of worked at that, that whole uh, Western Seaboard kind of thing. And um, so, you know, he was thinner back then. He was kind of more like going for like the Ric Flair kind of thing. Uh-huh, but I think he you know while he was doing his own thing out here, but I think he just kind of blended in the background because he's like every other blonde hair agile stuck up heel, but then yeah. he starts gaining weight, but keeps, <laughs> but he keeps the mobility, yeah, and because I mean, this guy would do cartwheels and shit to get out of the way of other people's moves I mean he was oh yeah yeah his his cardio was off the fucking charts, you know he was agile, he was quick. Um, he didn't blow up in which you figure 300 pounder is going to blow up quite a bit.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what I noticed about that spot he was running the other day. Someone put it on there. It was like about a minute spot, and he was just going like he'd done a cartwheel. He'd done a a sunset flip. He spun over the top rope like a guy was coming in, charging behind him. He floated over it. Like, he floated over it very smooth, man. Didn't let his gut get in the way of it all. He just floated over the top rope out of the guy's way. Guy hit turnbuckle. Next thing you know, Buddy was like on the top rope doing a sunset flip off of it. He's fucking moving, man. Yeah. Um, You know, he's hauling mass is what he was doing. So so he was really something.
0: Yeah. Um you know that guy Brian Zane who does the uh, wrestling with regret on YouTube. He okay. when he was um, he was trained as a wrestler by Buddy Rose and Colonel De Beers. Okay. Yeah. And that's just something I'd like to you know keep in mind cuz you know a lot of these guys I don't know where they ended up. Well, a bunch of them were still out there training people and that's always cool to find out, you know.
1: Yeah, oh, that's real cool, man. That's real cool. Well, Back in 1978, Rose partnered with John Studd to win the 50th state big-time wrestling tag team championship. That over there in Honolulu, Hawaii, I guess. And that's going to bring us to our next one, big man, and that is Big John Studd. Now, that's why I mentioned that. What do you know about Big John Studd, Professor? Well, I know he was big,
0: and I know... <laughs> I know he was uh, he was in one of my favorite bad movies of all time, Harley Davidson of, and the Marlboro. I
1: was going to mention if you didn't. That's right, man. If you didn't mention that movie, I was, I was in South Africa and I saw that thing about three times while I was there. <laughs> it was either Robin Hood Men in Tights, or uh, <laughs> what was it, Harley and the Mar- Harley Davidson the Marlboro man, and uh, 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 Vanessa Williams was in that as well because that was his wife. Yep, Lou remember Lou. she just. Yeah. Is that, was that her name? Okay. Was, yep. And it was kind of like, okay. she so was
0: like Barbarian's Wife kind of thing. You know, the big yeah. bad son of a bitch, but this little yep. tiny woman fucking running him over. Um, now, I guess, I don't know, I, I don't know all the facts and if this was absolutely the first thing, but uh, Stud was trained by a killer Kowalski, and I believe the first thing he did was a tag team in L.A. with superstar Billy Graham.
1: Oh, okay. Cool. I I
0: believe that's what it was. Um, But, of course, he'd be best known for his feud with uh, a certain giant Frenchman. Who really, really, really didn't like the idea of Big John Stud stepping over the top rope.
1: They had some heat on that. Yes. John Studd, 6'10", 365 pounds. And the story goes, I guess he had pissed off. Uh, someone in the ring would have say, "Ah, damn, Bobby. Anyway, he comes running through the locker room right out the back door to to rent a car or the cab waiting on him, whatever. Uh, because, uh, you know, he's getting ready to get killed, he thinks. Um, so, you know, you imagine that man, 6'10", 365, running through the back of the locker room air. That's yeah, just crazy, man. Just
0: clear the way. Um, you don't want to get run over by that. Yeah,
1: so he also used the name Captain uh, USA, and I like this one. It seemed like this had been brought up somewhere. If not, on our podcast, another podcast, Chuck O'Connor. He got that name. Oh. And Execution number 2. And his last name, uh, real shoot name, was Minton, so he went as the Mighty Minton. Now, I didn't know that. I thought I'd heard he was one of the Executioners at one time. So, you know, you could be number 1, 2, or 3, probably depending on which house show you were on sure. or TV taping. But the Chuck O'Connor one kind of got me, I guess, because of Chuck Connor uh, the, 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 uh, cowboy uh, the actor. Virginia, the, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking that. So anyway, um, I wonder, yep. Killer Kowalski trained him and broke in a 72. I think you're correct when he went out there to Hollywood first.
0: Yeah. Do so. you? Okay. So Pat O'Connor was a, an NWA champ. Do you mm-hmm. think
1: they're, they're
0: leaning towards trying to maybe hint that they're related or something? I don't know.
1: I don't know. Cause it just says in mid 72 stud joined a world wrestling worldwide wrestling federation under named Chuck O'Connor facing ret- wrestlers such as Jay Strongbow and gorilla monsoon um and then unsuccessfully challenged Pedro Morales for the WWF um, heavyweight title so um yeah i i'm thinking maybe they were doing that because of the Pat O'Connor you got to keep that name out there you yeah. know like you was talking about earlier with uh uh the uh, Jim Jim Barnett, James E Barnett, or whatever Jim Cornett, you know, playing a rib, taking that name or whatever. You, you, wrestlers using wrestlers' names. Um, if you saw a poster back in the day, be pre-internet, uh, and there's a newspaper advertisement in black or white, or a poster in your town, um, and it had the name O'Connor on it, you know, it probably meant something because you're you're probably thinking, you know, oh, he's related in some way, or even could be thinking that he could have been could've not been just paddle but it could have been him Chuck o- o'connor you know so you're just seeing that name going there's the association you know yeah um well, that's and, what i'm thinking and yeah. back
0: back in the 60s and 70s especially when business was down there were a number of unscrupulous uh uh promoters who would <clears throat> put like bruno san martino and Sachmo von eric you know, yes. these kind of things you know and um so, I, I know there was a little bit of that. So, I'd have to figure grabbing somebody else's last name probably was like you were saying to, you know, draw some eyes and. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that guy in a while. You know, that kind of thing.
1: Right. So, all right, Jeremy, um, that takes us through our top 10 through 5. We got Vader, One Man Gang, Ernie Ladd, Buddy Rose, and Big John Stud. And I just updated with a little note there. It's time to plug a book in here. So, let's get some promotional work done real quickly. Absolutely. First of all, guess what? You know this already. What, what? We have a website, man. Mm-hmm. It's belltobellblaze.com. And if you go to that website, you can purchase one of my books. I have two books. Also, we have some really cool merchandise on there, some really nice t-shirts. My Pin Me, Pay Me shirt has been shipped. I do know that. I'm waiting for it to get here. We've got orange um, Favorite Enhancement Talent. We've... We've got Son of a Plumber, um, and we also, Daddy Said Sell, you can buy one of those T-shirts off the website. But on the books, so if you go through the website, again, it's bell 2 um, If you'd rather use Amazon and go through them, just go to tinyrail.com slash blaze book one, and I will take you to Pin Me, Pay Me, Have Boots, Will Travel. Now, it's my very first wrestling book. Um, it's just about life been on the road i talk about south africa canada all across the usa Japan, Australia, England—all uh, my travels. Like I said, it's have boots, we'll travel. What do you think I'm gonna do? Uh, you know, I'm getting in a cab somewhere in South Africa and going down on a uh, on a weed buy. You know, go—it's go. fun stuff, fun stories. Scary as fuck on a Sunday night to be—you know—just uh, in a club somewhere. You're in a foreign country. And you're like, oh fuck. Well, this music's different, but it's still people still dancing, so they're obviously having a good time. You know. Um, then that again, that's just belt uh, shit. That's uh, tinyurl.com/slash Blaze Book One, and that's uh, Pin Me, Pay Me, Have Boost for Travel. I calm things down a little bit by talking about strippers and stuff. Imagine that in my second book, that's kind of where the story picks up out outside of wrestling and still out there getting your hustle on. Um, it's called. I kicked out on two, the educational wrestler. And if you can go to TinyRell.com slash Blaze Book Two, you can get that. And that book, that's kind of what I'm trying to do, Jeremy, is I'm trying to see how I can let the I can use the wrestling business you know, instead of letting the wrestling business use me. And that's something that Dean Malenko had mentioned to me many, many years before. Sometimes, you know, we don't smarten up to that. We should, but, um, yeah, that's what I kind of talk about more so in that book. Uh, you know, um, why you still here chasing strippers for you? are getting too damn old for that. Well, I guess because I like them. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's a good enough reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, do yourself a favor, especially um, if if you've already got the book, and many of our listeners have. You know what? Before you know it, guys, it's this it's the middle of September right now. It's going to be Christmas time. Go ahead and get the book off Amazon. Just go to one of the com slash blazebook1 or blazebook2. Order a book for a wrestling fan or family member in your family. And, um, you know, they're 18 years or older, I suggest that. Um, If you get it any younger, that's fine, too. But, um that's up to you. Use your own discretion because uh, drug, sex, and rock and roll are involved in those books. They're not for the uh, faint of heart, if you will. Well, uh, take me up on that.
0: You know, here's, I used to have a, a theory about that when the kids were young. And I figure if they were reading Smut, at least they're reading Yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of smud, I brought this up earlier off the air. Uh, I don't always plug it, but I've got a book, um, Megan, Hot Wife on a DL. It's just a little $2.99 e-book. Uh, The way it came about, I just kind of want to put this out there. I had a gentleman contact me from Texas. I've been in uh, uh, showcase some of my work in a couple of his uh, uh, stories. He'll get five or six authors together, and he'll say, hey, we're going to work on this book. Would you like to contribute to it? And uh, we'll plug your your Twitter account, and any other books you have. And I had done season greetings, a season effing greetings. I had done a short story in a book called As Fate Would Have It. It was, a, it was a collection of short stories by eight different authors around the world. And I got to be in that book. And there's a little known fact, you don't get any big kickback from that but you get the recognition from it well the same gentleman contacted me said hey we're doing something just gonna be a little bit more uh britty, if you will if you got any experience or have a good story uh as you use the word smut um if you got a good adult you know story that may have been in a back of penthouse letters or something you've lived would you like to be a part and i started kicking this idea around man and i was like oh um, and that's how I came across Megan Hot Wife on a DL, because, again, I just started off with a short story being um, introduced into another book of erotica uh, from, again, I think it's six or seven authors in that one. That's how I kind of got that book out there. So, um, you know, if that's your thing and you like smut um, and who doesn't, I'm a i am a I'm a connoisseur of fine filth, if I must say myself. <laughs> anyway, let me get that out of the way. Um, anyway, there's my books. And uh, the only other one I didn't mention was Yard Time, Life in a Big House. That's another short story for 2 99 but it's also inside of um, The Education Wrestler. You know, it, I kicked out on 2 The Education Wrestler. So you might as well get that with your with your main book and go ahead and pay the extra and get the book. So uh, anyway, enough of the book plugs, Jeremy. We got 10 fucking big men and pro wrestling. We got five left, man. Yep.
0: <clears throat> the next one is going to be uh, number five, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and he's a guy that I always end up fighting with Bobby over because I put him on every list, and then he gets vetoed a lot. But
1: <coughs> he, I can't veto him all the time. When you said him today, I was like, you just you just got to get him on a damn list, don't uh, you? Yep. And I like this guy. I do. Well, it's uh, Mike Awesome.
0: Yes, and, and he uh, is awesome. Yeah, that's the thing. I was gonna, if we're talking about big guys who can move,
1: we can't leave him off this list. I mean, you just well. He was a big, strong son of a gun. He could move. He was athletic, agile, had a great look to him. And the thing is, um, and I didn't do it for this reason, Jeremy. I did it because he deservingly... Uh, the, he deserves to be on this list. But it's also because I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, on the mullet podcast back in the winter, and I'm copping some uh, Wi-Fi from a certain place downtown while power's out and this and that, had to do the show myself. Um, and no, that is not a dig because Jeremy and I, we cover for each other all the time. I'm just saying I had to do it because I can't remember what was going on with you. But anyway, bottom line was... Um, I fucked up on the mullet one. He should have got a higher rating than the mullet. You know, I, 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 I might have to revisit that list again and do another tournament. Uh, maybe this winter I'll sit down and redo it. But yeah... um you know, Mike Awesome had one of the best fucking Mollison Pro Wrestling. And uh, I kind of missed the boat on that when I was doing my mullet list. Um, but I didn't have the professor there to steer me either. I, I just had my own little list of like 12 people. And and uh, he did make the list, but he, he got beat in the tournament. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and look at our um, archived episodes. And it's uh, Top 10 Mollison Pro Wrestling, you know. Yeah. Um, so I was fairly close with it. You know, there's,
0: we've been, we've been talking about like things we would do differently in episodes. We've got the ugly belts and we've got
1: the yep. mullets that we could redo. Cause, you yeah. know, like,
0: Brian Pillman Jr.'s got to be on that mullet list, right? Yeah.
1: Got to move him on her now. Yep. Yeah. Um, And also, I think we, the only thing, I think we decided probably, there was two or three others back row, so we may revisit this top 10 at a later time. The only There was only a couple. We said, this this top 10 probably won't change, and that was the one that had our top 10 tag teams, and we said, you know, we're, we're Midnight Express. That's, yeah. you know, I don't know if that'll ever change, um, and especially when we had Tex on board with us, and all three of us were like, oh, that's the team right there. We're staying with them, and we had some other people, you know, kicking in ideas, too, at that point. But, yeah, we need to revisit some stuff maybe, and Mollus might be one of them that would be really fun. Because yeah. mullet is coming back from what I hear. Well, sure. So. You know,
0: when you look around, it looks like it. I don't know if it's like an ironic thing or whatever that people are doing it <laughs> for now. But that's how trends start anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Bobby, there's one thing I wanted to mention that you're bringing up tag teams. I did notice that both the NWA and uh, All Elite have put their tag titles on Lucha wrestlers.
1: <clears throat>
0: oh, okay. Which I think is kind of interesting because while tag teams were in the shits here for the last 25 years. Right. Uh, Mexico, it never slowed down. And so uh, I think there might be some more, there's more dedicated tag teams coming out of Mexico. That might be kind of interesting to keep an eye on. Um, Very cool. Yeah. So, you know, people just uh, let us know what you think about tag teams. Is there anybody you're watching right now? That's a great tag team. Just hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. I'm at the geekish cast and Bobby's at, bobby blaze uh damn it what is it Se- 744 744 i was i was over here going 738 for some reason i was like I that, know, well
1: my email is my email you're close to my email on that that's one no the was. seven was my football number and 44 is my basketball number and i just put them out there yeah and um that's the lottery that's the lottery number i play sometimes as well yep um but yeah. No, the thirty eight goes with my email, so that's, that's probably where you threw yourself where I'm off at. Up, yeah. Um, yeah. or
0: you can hit our joint account at Bell Two Bell Blaze.
1: Yes. So yeah. Let yep. us know what you think. Um And Mike awesome. He deserves to be on a list. There was no argument whatsoever. Um, we yeah. may need to take a I don't know how in-depth, but we may look at his career, you know, another time too. um, give him his just due or yeah. maybe we'll just talk about it more. When we do the model episode. We'll see. Yeah, maybe. Cause I think we need to revisit that. Yeah. So, all right, let's go to the next one. We're now on our top four um it's uh kamala disclosing. harris the vice president yeah. of the united states god damn it is her ratings high or low because i thought she was over at one time when she is in uh, uh the old um uh Jarrett's backyard running around in the deepest fucking darkest parts of africa so is she over or is he over or not <laughs> um,
0: I, i'm so confused right now we're, we're what
1: <laughs> wait a minute I thought we don't do politics in this fucking show. Why are you bring up Kamala Harris? <laughs> what the fuck? Where are um, we at here, Jeremy? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's Kamala, the Ugandan giant. Sorry, sorry. Oh, okay. I got you. And he's running around Jerry Jarrett's backyard out in Tennessee, right? Yeah.
0: Well, so according to <laughs> according to Sparks Third Coast, what actually happened was Uganda, somebody like a president or somebody from Uganda came to Tennessee saw what it was like, liked it so much, he, he burnt the entire ground in Uganda and replanted it to look just like Tennessee. So the reason that that video package looks like it's being shot in Tennessee is because <laughs> Uganda looks like Tennessee now.
1: Okay. Yeah. I ain't buying that that Jerry Lawler and Jerry, Jeff, a young Jeff Jarrett might have been out there, but a Jerry Jarrett might have still been out there to some filming. I don't know. Or they had a crew out there or something. I don't know, man. But, hey, it's good for Sparks to get uh, uh, get in out there uh, on our podcast. We always give, uh, give him a mention. And also Adam. Uh, and while we're at it, I'm going to go ahead and give um, – Dave knows wrestling out there because we may be doing it in the future. Um, Jeremy's got some travel arrangements to take care of and I may be doing a co host show. Uh I may have Dave one one and I think I may have um Adam and um sparks back on and do a uh have them uh as my guest as well and we'll you know do the podcast with them so i think we're on agreement on that so that's something coming up later next year but just throwing that out there and also give you guys a plug thanks for listening to us every week we appreciate yep. it um, so oh you know i'm gonna go ahead and throw a shout out to tony botts who's been
0: uh chiming in on facebook here lately uh, okay. Uh, guy's real knowledgeable about um, you know Memphis and some other things, and um, cool. He actually, even threw uh, the name of a guy who did the Lord Vader character in the late seventies. On I don't I don't remember what the territory was, but the problem was if I included that as a Darth Vader knockoff, I would then have to start taking a bunch of other one-time appearances, and it would have fucked the list up. Oh, so okay, know, I, yeah, I couldn't couldn't quite do it. Um, okay. Yeah. But uh, we have the Ugandan giant who, he was just kind of a badass, really. I mean. <laughs> yeah. You know, and when when we were younger and the world was a whole lot bigger back before, you could really learn about other people real quickly. It seemed like he was some kind of cannibal from God knows where. Yeah. Um. You know, of course, then you find out that, you know, that there's a reason that they make cannibal jokes about Uganda and it's uh, Idi Amin, but, you know, it's uh yeah
1: so bobby he was six seven mm-hmm. um i'd say close to 400 pounds if not more um let's see what's it says, it says well, i don't think it shows his weight but anyway yeah he was 380 so that's close um built from uganda like you said um i wanted to say there's what i look for some people may go back remember him as sugar bear harris so um I, I i heard that name back in the memphis time you know um i didn't see him at sugar bear harris then i just made, heard references i think he worked some shows out there in uh uh mississippi and 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 west memphis not that away and what w- was uh sugar bear harris and i think our uh listeners would know about that more so but we knew him as um you know the giant kamala um and as you said um kamala harris <laughs> so, i don't know um oh trained by bobo bazil and tiny tim hampton hmm he debuted in 78 i didn't i knew that's about the year he's running around you know tennessee down there yeah 78 79 but yeah bobo that's that'd be a good one to train you um oh yeah. back in the day so anyway who we got next? We were in a top three here. All right. Uh, we got something going on here if he's top three. Again, two of these could have been switched. Um, we made the switch as the way I had sent him in one way, and I knew I meant to send him in the other way because of the name. Kind of giving it away with the name reference when I give the first one. So you want to give number three, and I'll give number two. You want me to do number three, and you do number two. Because either way, I'm staying away from someone's fucking van. I know that. Oh, good
0: God. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go ahead and do number three, which would be Bam Bam Bigelow,
1: the Beast from the East. Oh, man, yes. Big Bam Bam. That guy could fucking do cartwheels, Mm -hmm. flying headbutts, off-the-top-rope, the uh, big splashes like the smaller guys do he could do the moonsault i'm gonna say pretty damn good man for a guy his size um of any size that matter yeah um he was he was again he's one of them guys about six four six five three hundred ninety four hundred pounds uh trained by larry sharp at the monster factory uh built from asbury park new jersey and had a really really good career um just, you know, once he, once he got going and he was just over, man, that's all there was to it. He, he, um, apparently he was a high school wrestler. I know that. And also, um, I want to say he studied the martial art, but I can't remember which one to be honest with you. Um, but anyway, yeah, he was very agile, man. Uh, probably as Bret Hart said, probably the best, uh, working big man in the business. So, um, you know, you can, we we probably say he one of the best. That's why he's on our list. Um, okay. He, did you
0: know he worked as a bounty hunter in Mexico and was shot and held prisoner for six months?
1: I knew I knew from the article. I knew about him. He was a bounty hunter. And he had been shot. I did not realize he was in Mexico and, and he had been a prisoner for six months. Wow. wow. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> know that.
0: That's a tough son of a bitch. Hey, you know. Okay, so I'm going to take us off track real quick here. Did you know the guy who played Flash Gordon in the 1980 movie has since then been working as a bodyguard in Mexico? And even now that he's like 60 something, is still doing it. Dude is like a legit badass. Um, I've met Man. Him, I've met him once because I got you know I've got a bunch of Flash Gordon collectibles and shit. Right. Um, but yeah, like the guy. The guy's in the 60s. He looks like he's maybe 50. Um, does He only eats salmon. It's like a really wild story. But yeah, like on a daily basis, he drives from uh, Southern Texas into Mexico and works as a body a bodyguard wow. and a hostage rescue guy. So, <laughs> That's uh, pretty badass. Yeah, so now I'm imagining in my head a team of Flash Gordon and Bam Bam Bigelow is like some fucking buddy cop movie. And yeah. They just go down to Mexico and kick ass, you know?
1: Well, you know that I I had no idea where you're going with that what I was thinking was uh when you said bodyguard I was thinking can you imagine cuz uh, again obviously you're the uh the gigish cast here the uh uh the Flash Gordon fan um and 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 all that and uh, that's cool um but I was thinking my mind went to can you imagine being a lamb and two bodyguards are hunting you, and it's fucking Dr. D. David Schultz and Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> I was thinking, good God, yeah. who wants them two guys coming at you, you know? Yeah, fuck that. Uh, that's, what I, that's where my mind went, so uh, yeah. yeah. I'll take my odds jumping out of a moving vehicle at that point, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. I don't know, in Devil's Rejects, the two bounty hunters are DDP and Danny Trejo, and honestly, I'd rather, I don't care if DDP, and this is not dig toward DDP at any means, I don't care if he's changed me or not, but I think if Danny Trejo's a bounty hunter, I'm gonna fucking jump out that same car as well, just as if uh, fucking uh, Bam Bam and Dr. D are coming. I'm with you. We're getting out of here, Jeremy. <laughs> you know, so uh, hey, did you yeah, know, pretty convincing bodyguard. Did you? Know I know Danny, he's smaller.
0: Uh, did you know Danny Trejo actually owns a, a donut shop and a taco shop in L.A.
1: Yes. I just finished his book, actually. Oh, I've got you? it on okay. my Kindle. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. He comes straight out and shoots man about prison life, about doing the drugs, doing the crimes, and getting the shit together and being clean for... Oh, man, I want to say maybe 50 years now, something like that. Yeah. It's, it's uh, the struggles with his son. Um, the, the book is excellent. I highly recommend it. I downloaded it on, on Kindle. Um, and man, it's just a straight shoot. He said it really uh, It took a lot out of him to put it out there, all this stuff, he said. Because uh, he was actually on Mark Marin uh, about, about two months ago. He was on Mark Marin as a guest when the book was coming out. Ah. Also, he's on a funny Mark Marin episode. Um, where (laughs) Mark Maron is his sponsor (laughs) driving around LA all day and he's trying to keep Danny Trejo from uh, slipping up, you know. And they have to go to these places, yeah. But yeah, he's got the, uh, I think the donuts, if I'm not mistaken, um, that was like, he donates 100% back to the community, if I'm not mistaken. Uh,
0: So, um, something like that. I I don't know, I don't know, but it would not surprise me to hear that because he is very... Very community minded in his, you know, in his times now
1: yeah so also if you ever get a chance go on YouTube and check out Denny Trejo where he's um, I know we're a little bit off topic here we got two more to go Um, it's called A Run of Five and it's talking about um, he's playing dominoes when he's in prison and of course he talks about his book as well that's why it's fresh in my mind Uh, he apparently in dominoes he had a run of five dominoes where you line them up boom 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 a killer uh, hand so to say because they were playing when it's uh, uh, outside on the rec yard there um, I think in San Quentin, it was or saying Quentin won. Anyway, he'd been to both. He had actually served at five different institutions in, in California, he said, as a guest. But anyway, um, he had just run a five. He's getting ready to throw down on dominoes to win the game and someone got stabbed right beside him and as they got stabbed or shanked you know as it's known in prison the dude fell bleeding over the table and fucking knocked over the dominoes and Danny Trejo started going save the board save the fucking board you know he starts going nuts remember what remember those numbers remember those fucking dominoes but of course everyone else saying get away because you know you're going to get fucking accused of stabbing this guy so his homies like grabbing him going come on Trejo let's go and the other guys are scattering the fucking guy's dead and later that evening he's in a cell and he's thinking, man, um, a human life, a human being just died right in front of me. And, you know, basically what kind of beast am I? He said, I was more concerned about my running five than I was a human life. And he said, right then and there, I had this change of heart that, um, you know, I'm not going to be like this the rest of my life. I'm not going to be a fucking animal or a beast. I'm going to be a human being and, and if I ever get a chance to get my shit together and get out of here, I'm going to do good and that's what he's done. Um, so it's a pretty good story, man, but I, I love that run of five. If you hear him tell on YouTube with his words um, and he's he's so um, animated when he tells you, it's really, really, really pretty good. I know we got off subject there, but also I know we do some talking and some comedy and some fun and some serious stuff on this podcast we only got two left and I'm going to now- the next one stay away from terry bam bam gordy's van do not touch <laughs> his van. tell him don't touch his van man uh one of the best big men ever in professional wrestler man terry bam bam gordy and probably probably my favorite in this whole list i'm gonna say man as uh uh just one of the best big men in pro wrestling i love terry gordy's work um and gordy on this may be one of the smaller men like six four 2, 390 at the most? No, 290 at the most? I don't yeah, even know. 315-ish? You know what? He, what? He, uh, he
0: always looked bigger in the ring, though, didn't he?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the guy could work. He, I think he's probably the best work on this uh, list we have, too. Well, he served uh, at I, the I age think. of, like, six or something. Yeah, well, <laughs> close, 13. Uh. <laughs> yeah, We've done a special on him, and that's actually one of our uh, most popular podcasts, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Um It is. So um anyway, fuck. Tell me some more about Gordy here, what we haven't already talked about, cause we did a whole damn what? thing. I'm just um 6'4, that's what I thought. I just look his weight. And yeah, 290, that's what I thought. I don't know why the fuck I was uh thinking any higher or lower. But yeah, six four, two ninety, and but you're right, he looked bigger in a ring. The way he carried himself in the ring, man, uh just legitimate badass the way he carried himself. Um, he didn't have to do the flippy flop off the top rope or anything. He just beat your ass down, suplex you, powerbomb you, uh, headbutt you, clothesline you, uh, and beat your ass. And if you come across that barricade, he's going to push you back on your ass, cigarette ass and all. So, um,
0: Well, yeah, he worked really well. He, he was he was perfect for Dallas. I mean, he really was, you know, because, I mean, they just clobbered the shit out of people there, especially the Von Erich boys. But, um, you know, it was it just made him look like a brute, you know. Yeah, and even in the UWF when he was champ, now I'm not saying the guy couldn't wrestle, the guy obviously could yeah. figure off some moves, but yeah. he just he just he made him look just like a brute the way he wrestled, you know. And he could go, yeah, he could go against faster guys, he could go against big, strong guys like um, Dr. Death. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was a good mix. Did you know? You had the title, you lost it to Buddy Landell, it was vacated, Brad Armstrong got it, and then Terry Gordy got it off of him at SMW.
1: Mm-hmm, yep. I did not know yep. that. I knew that. Um, I wasn't sure what the exact sequence was, but I knew it was something like that. Because I knew I dropped it, and then I knew Buddy picked it up. Okay. Brad got it, then Gordy got it. Okay. Yep. Um. Also, just recently, just released... Um, if you go to the, um, Southeastern rewind ran by the Tennessee stud or good friend, uh, Ron Fuller, well Ron Fuller. Anybody, yeah. I'm trying to get a, a drink. I need yeah. a drink. No, I'm going to tell yeah, take you a shot. I'm gonna get a drink of water. Actually. Um, he just released some stuff on the stud, um, on Southeastern rewind on YouTube go give that a follow on YouTube, subscribe to it, do yourself a favor. He just put footage up four or five days ago of um, when Terry Gordy and Michael Hayes came back to sou- uh, Southeastern and there's actually in a cage fight and he has it on air and it's before they reunite in Atlanta and it's Terry um, Terry's the heel and uh, Michael Hayes the babyface, and it's just been put out like oh. within the week so go check it out it's on air it's on Southeastern Rewind it's uh, at Ron Fuller, uh, Ron Welch Fuller uh, on on Twitter That's his account, but on his YouTube channel he's putting everything together really really nice and neat. And I wish you all would do me a big big favor, and do Ron a big favor, and do our podcast a big favor. Uh, tell them what Bobby Blaze sent you to subscribe to Southeastern Rewind. I, you you were really. I spent Friday night having me a couple beers and watched the matches from 1988, um, and a young uh, Buddy Landell closed out the show. Uh, heck Guerrero was on it um, shit who else was on it Ron was on it um, uh, the Mongolian Stomper I mean it's just it's just old wrestling man that I watched one about the very first one he released Jeremy was from 1978 believe it or not had Professor Boris Malink on there uh, cutting a promo about him being a manager and a wrestler and uh, he was going to do the Russian change match and he's sitting up the cigar it looked great excuse me I'm getting all worked up because I really I've really been digging that channel lately. Again, a Southeastern Rewind, and I'd appreciate it if you go and subscribe to it. And also tell Ron over on Twitter, um, Twitter World, Twitter Universe, or whatever. Um, tell him what Bobby said hey I recommended that channel because you will really love it if you love old school wrestling. Which again takes you back to where else you're gonna find a fucking match in a cage with Terry Gordy and uh Michael Hayes. Mm-hmm. Sorry about the rant, but man, I got right. fired up when I watched that shit, man. I'm a wrestling fan. What am I going to do, right?
0: Totally legit. Now, okay, so I just went to check out the page because I knew I was, I was subscribed to it, but I just wanted to double check. Um, but in in my journey through YouTube, right here, I'm going to read you something, and this is from your pal James over in the UK, apparently. Uh, okay. Shoot interviews. Dan Severn challenges Trevor Murdoch to an NWA World Title match. Ooh.
1: Okay. Um. Well, I know James. I know he had put um, uh, Dan Severn's interviews were just coming up after mine. So so he's 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 he has challenged Dan Severn has challenged Trevor Murdoch we'll see how clickbaity that one is after we're done here but yeah that's yeah weird. yeah his stuff is very clickbaity i'm not gonna lie uh but you do get a good interview out of it i will say that you know i'm i can't speak for uh everyone's but i know this i know he got a really good interview out of me i saw punky ricky morton tom pritchard um he does a shoot with uh don morocco weekly uh, it's good good stuff man go give it a try uh, but, yeah, Southeastern Rewind, I'm subscribed to it. Uh, that's Big Ron Fuller. Give him give him a um, a look-see if you would, too. Yeah. you're going to find some good stuff. Um, like I said, I watched one from, like, 78 and from one from 88. So You know, I
0: haven't watched um, any of the Don Morocco shoots. But you know how, like, every Gary Hart story starts with, you know, I was, I was uh, taking my kids to get an ice cream, so I'm fixing a razor blade. <laughs> and, you know, like, every story starts like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> with Don Morocco, I'm kind of feeling like every story is going to be like, so I was rolling a spliff and, uh, crack it open a beer.
1: And, uh, well, you're not, you're not far off. And I'll tell you why, because I, I watched some of those and, and I'll tell you this, they're not real clickbaity on his, um, uh, and again, that's not dig towards James or anything. I'm just saying he, he base a lot of them. Uh, but but when you hear the interview, you'll, you'll really appreciate it. But no, Morocco, uh, pretty much like us on our episode, like, well, I started off, I was having me a beer, Jeremy. Yep. And here's what happened. <laughs> he doesn't mention the other, you know, the cabbage air or what have you. But uh, yeah, he just kind of starts off with, well, you know, um, and he'll talk about, you know, he'll talk about some of the finest beers in Japan. Uh, uh, you know, so yeah, you're, you're not far off, man. No, uh, see, and,
0: I. I know Don Morocco lived in Santa Cruz at one point, and I lived in Santa Mm -hmm. Cruz at one point. Right. And and I can tell you, I was the only person who didn't smoke weed there. Yeah. Everybody else was high all the time to the point. That's what you
1: said, yeah. Yeah,
0: to the point where there was actually a rule that if the cops saw somebody smoking a joint and somebody jaywalking, they had to go to the jaywalker.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, But yeah, no, no, he's, he's, he, he definitely, you know, I was in Australia with him. And, and, you know, I, you know, again, I'm not out there. Just, uh, he, he definitely had mentions that, but he generally doesn't bring it up a lot on the podcast, although he does bring up a lot of beer drinking on it, you know. Well, he's, uh, he's from
0: that older generation where you kind of keep that shit quiet. It's just like when you interview an older wrestler, they will still treat wrestling as it is 100% legit. Him at that yeah you know that's like why yeah. when we had ron fuller on uh taking a mm-hmm. shot everybody i was yep. real careful not to say anything about wrestling being a work oh no because no. he's that age where i just i don't want to step on it you know um no nope. bobby before we get to the last one i was going to tell you I, I didn't sleep much last night so i'm dragging ass and i'm really off topic today i had this fucking horrible nightmare that i ordered a pizza and with like all sorts of like shit, with just like wings and fucking soda and all this stuff, right? And then okay. when the pizza gets here, I open the door. There's a the pizza delivery guy, but you know who in my dream was standing behind the pizza delivery guy? Tell us, like, dusty road, please. Oh no, fuck it! It was it was Paul Orndorff and Arne Anderson telling me put the fucking pizza down.
1: <laughs> Is this a work? No, this
0: was a fucking legit dream. I woke up. Oh god. I woke up you... at four this morning thinking I was getting a Spike pile driver into a pizza box. Oh my god! I haven't been to sleep since four, so I'm a little fucking dude. I slept today. like
1: shit last night, but I tell you what, man, I was on a whole nother level. My dream just kept going back to the same stuff. But man, Paul Orndorff and, and who? Art Anderson deliver you a pizza? No, no, they were behind the pizza. They
0: were not going to let me eat this fucking pizza.
1: Oh, you wasn't going to get the pizza? No, they were like, no, you're
0: gonna you're you're too fat. You can't have it.
1: Oh, fuck. And I was. No. Like, Oh, man. They, no, I'm well, like, that's no. what I'm going to I'm going to make a homemade pizza tonight, but I'm putting me some chicken and tomato and ranch dressing on it, I think. So, and some raw onion. I'm going to mm-hmm. doctor one up myself. A um, little specialty I make. Um, get this little flat blurred, you know, and yeah. doctor it up. I've been on a little pizza kick this week, and I probably need to – I'll be back in the gym tomorrow. The only day I took off this week was today, um, and I, I always – I don't know. I always cheat on Sunday, man. Um, you're not gonna believe what I cheat with. Uh, I've been uh, a water, bowl? a cookie, no a cookie. Oh, okay. I, I've been getting. it. I, I love pie, and I don't eat a lot of sweets. I don't drink, don't drink a lot of sodas. Um, and yeah, I know I'm heavy and this and that and all that, blah blah blah. But I generally, you know, I just like eating. But I don't eat a lot of sweets, and I don't drink a lot of sodas. I you know I drink beer or mm-hmm. water. You know, whatever. Uh, I do drink my water every day, but I'm just getting at. On well, Sundays, I kind of, um, I kind of splurge. I'll, I may have a soda with my lunch on Sundays, and I may have a cookie or a dessert depending on where I'm eating at on Sunday. Because um, typically, I do not, um, and that's only once or twice a month. That's not every fucking Sunday, uh, contrary to popular belief. You can put a pie in front of me, and, um, and unless I'm doing something special, I, I won't even have a piece of that pie. Um, I'm just not big on it because um, I know if I start i'm not going to stop and if that piece that was on the other side of those two gentlemen you spoke on mm-hmm. i guess i would just sit my ass back down and well, try to figure out another way to order from another fucking service or something or or go back to sleep i don't know
0: well i wish i could have gone back to sleep but um yeah it yeah was, it, was, it, was, it was it was kind of scary it was kind of terrifying you know just yeah. the idea of an angry arne anderson and paul orndorff who don't want to get any fatter and then yeah. they, give, they give you a spike pile driver into, into your pizza box. I mean, it's just it's it's
1: right. Not, well, you mentioned that to me a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. That you said you remembered uh, you thought that uh, maybe Paul was telling me to put the chicken wings down or something, yeah. you know. So yeah, it's been stuck. In oh, man. Ever since. All right. So speaking of appetites is where we're going with this, folks. Our number one, if you haven't figured it out by now, because I about let it slip least two times. Jeremy maybe once. So that's three gimme's right there. It's Andre the Giant. That guy could fucking move. I mean, everyone's gonna say, oh well, you go back to nineteen ninety-three. Yeah, he's not moving very well. Go back to WrestleMania, uh, uh, hell he might have been passed away by then, Jeremy. I don't know, how I threw that date out there. WrestleMania three is what I was getting at. And you're like, well he didn't move or- you don't that's not his career, people. Go back to some of his earlier work and you can see this guy could fucking move and he could wrestle. Hell, it, um, he he took a fucking powerbomb. Who's that, Anoki or someone gave him one yeah. on, the, on on the internet? I think it's Anoki. Is that right? I think it was Anoki, um, yeah. Yeah, gives him a fucking powerbomb he goes up for it, you know. Um, but the guy could work, you know. And of course now, that is, if he wanted to, you know, otherwise he's gonna step on your hair or he's gonna sit on you, or he might shit on you. Cause I you know, those fart stories you hear about everyone telling them when they shoot interviews that's been around Andre. Uh, but yeah, so he's he's gonna be our number one of our top ten big men that could actually work and and move around. And I guess his strength without any gym training, other than when he was younger, you know, probably when he was, you know, breaking he might have done some a little bit here or there, but he never went to a gym lifted weights, you know, ran or anything like that. He was just a, just, you know, he was, he's a fucking legitimate giant, Mm -hmm. um, But his strength, I guess, was off the charts. He could just pick you up and slam you around, throw you around, move you around. And you sure as hell were not going to move him around unless he wanted to go. So, um, anyway, uh, man, that that finished out our top ten. Anything else to say about Andre that we haven't
0: said on this program before? No, because, I mean, all these stories are well known. But, um, you know, I was listening to somebody talk the other day. And it might have been corny. I can't remember. But somebody was talking about how – Every time you hear about the WrestleMania three thing that they made a belt that fit Andre just in case. Yeah. But whoever was telling the story, was like, he's like, I just, I, I may not have been him, but whoever it was, they were like, I just don't buy it because if Andre tells you he's doing something, he does it. Now he he may fuck with you in the ring or something, but he, you know, he was there to do business.
1: I'm thinking the same thing, man. I, yeah. I I don't know if that's true or not, but I I do think that um, you know, if he if he was a man of his word, you no. know, if he was going to, um, if he's going to do it, he's going to do it, and of course. What's Hulk Hogan do? He's on them shows and he he talks about it. and He still says, "Brother, you know," and he's like, "I didn't know if the man was going to be boss, you know." I see you out. There. He didn't know. That's that's just part of the whole stick, man. That's the that's the mystique of it. And I think that's why I I can still like I still love that. I'm not gonna say like I still love that. But okay, all these years later, um, Hulk's still playing a gimmick, man. Oh, you man. know, look, it's a great um, story. Regardless, sure, yeah, yeah. Why fucking? Why let the truth stand in the way of good? yarn you know oh, what i'm saying yep, so fuck yeah yeah and then, so i like riding that out if i was hawkster which i'm not i'm just saying you that's your story stick to it man you know i didn't know before i went out there if he was going to do the job you know and he doesn't use the word i guess he says does a job on it how he says it on there actually yeah but you know i'm getting at and our fans know yeah exactly all right and then of course the all other right.
0: the other things are uh andre was a famous booze hound he <laughs> would drink bottles of wine like you and i mm-hmm. drink beer mm-hmm and when you talk about him being strong, I guess he was in Europe one time and a bunch of guys are giving him a fucking problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so he chased him out. They jumped in their car and he fucking grabbed their car from the bottom and flipped yeah. the fucking thing onto its roof.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the I do. That's where you're going with that. Yeah. That's a that's a good story, man. That's a good one. Well, let's end on that one right yeah, there, man. I think that's I, it. Uh, that's a good one because it's almost beer time for me. I'm actually it's about uh, yes, yeah, beer time for oh, sure shit. Well, on he, on East Coast here, buddy. Yeah, we got It's uh, so almost beer time out there on yeah. your damn it's beer time on West Coast time. Yeah. Um. So I got one more thing, Jeremy, before we get out of here. Yes, I got to plug this, man. November sixth, Ashland, Kentucky, of all places, man, my hometown. Down. we're going to have they're going to have a Bluegrass Con, first time ever. Um, No, there's been a lot of cons from the bluegrass. Yeah, I get that. Okay, no, this is something completely different. The Time Warp and FTC has put this thing together. It's at the Ashland Highland Museum. It's in downtown Ashland, and it's going to be a big, basically a big wrestle con of uh, uh, bluegrass cons, what they're calling it. I'm going to be making a personal appearance there. I'm going to have T-shirts, books, photos, and if all goes well, Professor, if we do this right, we're going to be doing a podcast from uh, Bluegrass Con, and I'm going to have one some guests that day. Again, if this all works out, so here are some of the people. If you're if within driving distance um, and you want to come to, you know, if you can't make it the Wrestlecade, you didn't make it to the Lexicon. They're going to have Bluegrass Con first time ever. Uh, here are some confirmed names: Lex Luger. Um, uh, just confirmed the other day, Stan Hansen, God damn. Lance Storm. Lance Storm's coming. That's- Gail Kim's coming. Just so you know, those three were confirmed the other day. Uh, the Godfather's coming back. The, um, I'm trying to think, Coco Beware is going to be here. Cool. Uh, Badass Billy Gunn's going to be here. Um, I've heard they had 25 vendors already coming or already purchasing tables, and I've heard some. I can't confirm these because I don't, I don't, uh, I don't have an association that tells me because the the, the names I'm telling you come right from Earl at Time Warp uh, or Joe at FTC. But some of the other vendors are bringing wrestlers, and I've heard some other names, but I can't confirm those names. But i tell you this, I think if you come down there on November 6th uh, to the Bluegrass Con, I think you'd be very happy and very pleased that you get to meet all these professional wrestlers that's going to be traveling in that day. Um, and I just know some of their names. Like I said, I just threw out a bunch of names. The one I'm most impressed with, and I know a lot of people say, why aren't you impressed with Lance Storm? I am, but more so, um, and Gail Kim as well, but more so, Stan Hansen. Yeah. It's been a little over three years um, when he come up at ASW in in Charleston, West Virginia, or Madison, West Virginia for for that group. Uh, Shout out to ASW, Nate, and the guys up there, and Gary. Um, So... Stan only done about nine or ten things that, that year and from my understanding you know he's only doing a couple of things per year and this is one of them this year due to COVID you know he cut back quite a bit apparently I know uh, that year he had been to Florida and, and, and uh, Texas and, and then like I said been to West Virginia but but this year folks he's going to be in Ashland, Kentucky Stan, Delariat Hanson uh, man this, this may be your last opportunity to see him because you never know when he's going to go back on a road or how close he's going to be back to this area so so um, I'm really excited about uh, Stan Hansen coming in, man. Uh, there's a bunch more names that are coming. Um, I just mostly told you the ones I know that are confirmed. Uh, like I said, I'm going to be there. We're hopefully going to do a podcast from there. Um, I mentioned all the ones that, you know, that I know are confirmed. And I think it's $25, and that's an all-day pass. Um now, just come down, man. It's at the Howie uh, uh, Museum right in downtown Ashland, man. And again, it's brought to you by FTC. And the good people at the Time Warp, Uh, Earl, big shout out to you. Thanks for everything. I'll be seeing you this week, hopefully, because, Jeremy, we're trying to tie up a whole bunch of other things concerning the podcast and um, uh, this big uh, Bluegrass Con. So that's enough rambling on about that, man. I had to get them a plug in there, though. And you'll probably hear it the next couple weeks, too, because I want this thing to be good um, just because it's my hometown, and I'm – there have been talks about this for a couple of years and COVID and this and that. And I'm not blaming COVID to say there's some guys want to do something in this town and, and bring some, you know, wrestling recognition to this area. Now they're bringing all these guys and girls, uh, to this one location. They're going to start something good. I hope. And, um, uh, we're to hopefully to have the, you know, really good first time this year. And when I say we, it's only because I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I've done the time warp before, um, And I had a good turnout in Ashland, and I was really very pleased. I told you I had a private message. I got some other people telling me, man, that was really nice. Um, And it was. It was just a really nice turnout. And I hope for the the sake of the professional wrestling community that you get out and support this event as well. Um, That's my rant.
0: Oh, that's that's perfectly fine. Now, it's good to you know, I'm glad you get a chance to actually promote these things. Uh, that little part of the country there, it sounds like you guys have actually had quite a bit of wrestling coming through and wrestlers coming through. So, that's yeah. actually that's really exciting because we're still kind of we're kind of dry up. But we've been you know, we've been dead up here for 40 years, basically, besides yeah. when WWF comes through. Uh, well,
1: we, we've we got, um, like we was talking off the air a little bit, if if you go to, like I said, there's Lexicon going on this weekend. There was a show locally last night that I didn't even mention. Um, and and I, I can't confirm this, but I know a big star was supposed to be there. But I, I haven't heard if he showed up or not. I just know he's supposed to be. I won't mention it because that way no one's going to say, you know, who was supposed to show up. I don't know. I'm just saying. Um so, but again, if I had something to do with and I knew the truth, I'd tell you who was here and who wasn't here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but they have the events up in West Virginia. If you go the other way, there's a couple of events over in Ohio. And then here, you know, just between here and Lexington, um, you know, there's some, there's some little shows here and there, man. And, um, you know... People are trying to build things back up again. We'll just have to see. I know some people to work shows uh, right outside Charleston on Friday. I know um, I won't mention those names. It's just uh, uh, mostly people. sold with the FTC and the promotion up there in West Virginia, uh, not ASW, but another one. Uh, then also I was telling you off the air. I know a couple people out of that booking on Friday took bookings in Cincinnati, Ohio, and uh, they ran last night, running again a day down in that area. So uh, right outside Cincinnati. So I think that's pretty cool, man. So, yeah, it seems like within a two- to four-hour radius, um, there's some there's been some good shows in this area trying to come back, you know, trying to come yeah. back. So um, we'll see.
0: Well, you know, there's that thing that, uh, what is it, showing up as 90%. There
1: you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, listen, man, I guess we rambled on enough. Any closed remarks, Jeremy? I'll let you close us out. No. right. I'm I just going to say, man, you know me. People be good to each other out there. Be kind when you got a chance, and there's always a chance. Mm -hmm. So make the best of it, my man, and all you wrestling fans out there. Thank you very much. Big surprises this week once you hear this one drop. Be looking. There'll be some other stuff dropping this week, too. All for the Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze podcast.
0: Yep. Make sure you check the Twitters, folks. Um, Mm -hmm. All right. Well, with that being said, um, for the Irreplaceable Tax Johnson, myself, Professor Jeremy Vilmer. Orn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent Bobby Blaze. Bye bye everybody.